0: Now, what about the recovery after the knee replacement? Could you tell us about that?
1: Yeah, and this is, I think you'll find this useful to know. When you get done, it's easy to replace your knees. There's an old joke. All you have to do is go to sleep. (laughs) The real problem is once your knees are replaced, you're going to have to go through three to six months of physical therapy because your legs have been really traumatized and you're going to have to learn to get full leg function again, or leg function to bend your legs appropriately. And so you're in a physical therapist, uh, you should be in physical therapy three times a week for a couple of months, and then then once or twice a week for another two or three months at least. When you're in physical therapy, basically they're, they're trying to, uh, your legs and your muscles are all screwed up and your tendons are all screwed up, and you're having all kinds of issues with them, what they call guarding up or knotting up, and so they have to release muscles because that hurts like the dickens, but the process of releasing a muscle when it's all uh, guarded up, imagine a charley horse, if you know what a charley horse is, where in your leg it suddenly hurts like crazy. Well, imagine that happening all the time when you've had a knee replacement. So. And they have to stretch and get your legs to uh stretch out. So you're laying so in your mind's eye, sit here and imagine sitting on the ground and you're propping yourself up with your hands behind you and your legs are sticking straight out. Your legs probably lay flat on the ground. Well, when you've had a knee replacement, your legs do not lay flat on flat on the ground. They're being they're gonna be up and there's probably three or four or five inches between the bottom of your knee, the back of your knee and the ground compared to if you don't have this. Well, you have got to get that knee so that let stretched out enough so it can lay flat on the ground just like yours are laying there flat on the ground. If you don't, you're going to end up being partially crippled all your life. So pushing that knee and stretching those muscles and everything and, and tearing that scar tissue out, has to be done and the process of doing that is slow but that's where the physical therapists come in and it's extremely painful
0: what was it like a typical visit to the physical therapist like for you yeah
1: Yeah. and just before i describe that the other so they not only have to get your legs to lay flat but you also have to be able to bend your knee so typically after your knee surgery you cannot bend your knee more than 45, 50 degrees. You can't get it to 90 or 100 degrees easily without a lot of pain. Mm. And so you've got to not only make it to fly flat, but also be able to bend. And all of that requires tremendous amounts of work by your physical therapist, which I'll describe here in a second a little bit to get it so that you have full function in your legs. And if you don't, you're going to end up with real issues with your knees and your ability to function in the mm-hmm. rest of your life. Okay, now the therapist I used was a sports medicine one, and they, Steve Oreck of and Hall and Karen Carter, there's the two therapists I worked with, and they're extraordinary. Uh, bottom line is you come in, you're going to, they start off by putting an electrical Devices on your legs at various points, the top of a muscle and where it attaches, and at the bottom of the muscle, and they're going to send electricity through those muscles for about 10 minutes. This is all to relax them. They also put uh, warm, very warm compresses on you to relax your legs. The whole point is to soften your legs up and relax. Then you have an aid, or a couple of aids, depending on how many spots they have to work on, that will literally start where you've got most pain. And their whole point is to use their fingers and their elbows to go over, find those muscles that are knotted up or all guarded up or tensed up, and physically cause them to what's called release. And they do that by starting at one end of the muscle, and they work their way down, pressing hard, And they can feel the knots and the tension in your muscles, and they're going to work it, pushing it back and forth and pressing down on it. And if they find where there's a knot, they'll literally press on that knot and move their fingers around the tips of their fingers, pressing hard until that muscle just releases. And when it releases, it feels really good. But the process before that is excruciatingly painful.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I can imagine.
1: So everybody had different ways they dealt with the pain I was laying, I would be laying on a bench. It's, uh, you know, it's about uh, four and a half feet tall so they could access my legs and whatever. And since they're working on my legs one at a time, I would usually have one leg hanging off to the side of the bench. And the more they work on it, I'd swing my other leg (laughs) because that was just a way to try to distract myself from the pain. But other people had different uh, ways. I remember one of the patients would sing. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, but it's excruciatingly painful when they're doing that kind of releasing, but it's necessary. Yeah. And after that, you would then go do exercises. They had a series of different exercises for you to do. An example of one of them is you sit on a stationary bike, and then you would have to pedal. And you would think, so what's the big deal? when you're trying to put your get your legs that are won't extend and won't flatten out all the way as you as you ride that bike that's very painful to make that your leg do that but that's an example of an, an exercise as well as other stretching exercises you would do
0: yeah and then how long did it take before you were skiing again my
1: second knee replacement was in First week, second week, I can't remember, I think first week of August, and I was skiing in January, the following January, about five months later.
0: Okay. That seems, I don't know, that seems fast. That was fast.
1: Obviously, I wasn't out there hitting it hard and skiing bumps, but...
0: Yeah, what was the first uh, day or the, you know, going back to skiing like?
1: Well, it was interesting. I think I was at Brighton, but I could have been at Alta. I'm trying to remember now. (laughs) I think it's something you block out. I was very nervous. I certainly knew how to ski. My therapist said, you can do it, but you've got to stay on the greens and maybe an easy blue. Mm -hmm. And so I obeyed that. But uh, I was very nervous, but I was shocked. I actually was able to, it was really, felt really good. So, and I'd Mm -hmm. had so much pain before, relatively speaking, that The bottom line is I said, oh, well, you know, there's a little soreness, but who cares? (laughs) A couple of weird consequences of uh, replacing your needs, and I think this is more so when you replace both, if, if just instead of one. They cut a lot of nerves, and they some of the nerves never grow back fully, and so you feel like occasionally like you're even though you're standing on both feet and they're all solid on the ground, it feels like you're standing there like underneath your feet, that your feet are actually moving and rolling around a little weird. Hmm. I don't know how to describe that. I've gotten used to it, but it, it definitely is strange to be standing there and feeling your feet moving back and forth. You look down, no, they're just flat on the ground. but <laughs>
0: it's something weird with the nerves. <laughs> yeah, that, so that's,
1: uh, <laughs> that's strange. So, you know, can tell you that I become very cautious as I get older with my knees, as far as some of the things I will and won't do, because I'm again trying to protect myself.
0: Yeah, and you said that the doctors would say people had wished they had gotten a knee replacement a year earlier. Is that is that the case for you too? It
1: really was. I wish it had been two or three years earlier. And of course, it's it's so terrifying the notion of knee replacement because. They whack your, they literally amputate your leg, and except for some of the flesh and some of the muscles hanging on there. One of the other concerns I had, which I'd read about was, and that's a real concern, is you absolutely can have infections during that period in the knee area. And if they cannot deal with those infections through a, uh, as in the recovery or whatever, through antibiotics, uh, they literally can have to open your knee back up, take the apparatus out, and put the, what they call the spacer, which is just a piece of metal that keeps, it's not a knee, it, it physically keeps the bones and the muscles stretched so they don't shrink. And you may lay there in that condition with your leg open and covered up for days while they're trying to solve that problem with that infection. Wow! And when they do solve it, then they then they put a knee back in there, <laughs> and that's terrifying—the <laughs> idea that you could get an infection. And I fortunately had an extraordinarily good physician, surgeon who was made a real specialty of uh, doing key things to avoid infection.
0: And then up till now, they've been doing good. I've been doing well. It takes about
1: a year and a half, maybe two years, before you actually feel like. I'm not even thinking about my knees today.
0: (laughs) How often are you skiing now? I ski three or four
1: times a week through the whole season.
0: And then biking Uh, in the summer? How often are you doing?
1: I'm doing that five or six days a week.
0: Always up the Provo Canyon? Uh,
1: Typically, yeah, that's pretty typical. I'm staying very active, and I think that makes a difference. Yeah. Oh, one final thing about knees, and we'll get off of Grandpa's ailments. Once you replace your knees, you're worth more. They're made of titanium and steel. So you're more worth a lot more dead than alive. But the, the, that's an old joke. But because you have all this metal in you and they, the point is you can no longer kneel comfortably because you're kneeling flesh on metal. And that's very uncomfortable. So
0: you're more machine than
1: (laughs) I'm. Yeah. I'm more machine. (laughs) Anyway. But it's a miracle of technology and uh, surgical prowess, and uh, so it it saved me. And as I look back at people, my relatives and other people when I was growing up, I was uh, 65 when I had these knees replaced. So many people when I was a child that were in their 60s and early 70s were in wheelchairs. I'm talking about probably 30 40% of the people some point in their lives were in wheelchairs. And a big part of it is their failure of their knees, as well as their hips. And hip replacements are another thing which I've not had. So these kinds of uh, marvels from our Heavenly Father have made a huge difference, I think, in people's quality of life.